We're going to talk about tourism on this week's Access Louisville podcast. For this show, we've got an interview with Louisville's top tourism official. I'm Laurel Deppin, and that was David Mann, and you are listening to the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news along with plenty of sharp opinions on what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. This week, we have Shay Van Hoy. Hey, everybody. And Michael L. Jones. How are you doing out there? All right. Well, let's just go ahead and get started. Um, So, Shay, you just did an interview with Cleo Battle. Um, Tell us, you know, who he is and what Louisville Tourism does. Yeah, so uh, we're starting some uh, new additions to the podcast, uh, some executive interviews, and and uh, based kind of around a story I wrote in uh, the last couple of weeks, I decided to to get Cleo on the podcast via an interview. Uh, he's the uh, presidency of Louisville Tourism, which is the primary uh, tourism driver, marketing that sort of thing in uh, Metro Louisville. I know you guys talked about convention business in Louisville. You know, that's something that I think me and you and, and us here in this office think about from a business perspective, but I bet the, the general public doesn't think about that as much. So how important is that, you know, convention business? Yeah, I think when you're looking at tourism and the pandemic, um, you know, the the COVID-19 hit the convention business harder than anything because you have massive amounts of people moving from point A to point B and getting together in a bigger room, which is like things that we weren't supposed to do, uh, at least pre-vax. So um, it took a huge hit. And then those people are people that go out um, and spend money when they're here. They're in hotels, they're in restaurants. Sometimes they're running up their corporate card, so it's not even their money they're worried about. Uh, (laughs) To give kind of a scope of how important it is uh, that we're returning, uh, as Cleo, as you'll hear us say, not not, um, recovery, but growth mode now, in 2023, there, uh, Louisville, uh, Louisville Tourism is predicting about 650 events. Now, that can be anything up to the Kentucky Derby, which is massive, down to a few hundred people coming for like an in, you know an insurance agency trade show or meeting. Um, <clears throat> that's expected to draw 2.8 million people to Metro Louisville. Um, comparing that to 2019, which was a record year, there were about 880 events, so a couple hundred more, and four million people. Um, so we're we're almost back there. Um, so it's a it's a huge part of uh, the tourism economy is tied to these conventions. What are some of the uh, big conventions coming to town this year? Yeah, along with Derby, which uh, Stacey Yates from Tourism told me they used to not count, and now they count into it. Uh, it's not really a convention, but obviously a huge draw, 250,000 people between Derby and Oaks and $360 million economic impact. But a couple of the others, it's interesting to look at the list, and you can find the story on our website, uh, the weed list of the top 16 um, conventions, economic development-wise, coming to Louisville, uh, 16 based on King Louis XVI. Uh, some of the bigger ones, next month we have the uh, National Farm Machinery Show, uh, which is 250,000-plus people, $23 million in impact. It's a locally produced show. Uh, these also include Danny Wimmer festivals, Louder Than Life, Bourbon and Beyond. Um, and then sporting events here are huge because of, you know, the Freedom Hall Expo Center. There's outdoor space, uh, like Junior Volleyball Association World Challenge, $18 million impact. Um, and there's some basketball, uh, you know, basketball tournaments that come to town, too. So it's a wide variety. And one of the things that uh, Kentucky Venues, which uh, operates the Expo Center and, and the Convention Center downtown, has, has mentioned one of the draws for Louisville is we have a lot of outdoor space that other 
expo centers across the country don't have. Yeah, and that's evident anytime the state fair is in town. Right. See all the, uh, <laughs> yeah, and the state fair <laughs> is on the list at number 16 with uh, estimated attendance this year of 590,000 people. Right. So kind of across the board, there's been skepticism around how many hotels are being built in Louisville. Um, but in your interview, Cleo said that that was justified, right? Yeah, you'll hear um, on my talk with Cleo, he kind of breaks down the numbers of how many hotel rooms Louisville has versus our peer cities. Uh, and um, the bottom line is we're under-hoteled compared to Columbus or Nashville or Indianapolis, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so uh, what we talked about, too, a little bit is a lot of the recent hotel projects, which uh, we recently uh, going to get to talk to Michael about this in a cover story, some of the projects to watch, a lot of those are s- kind of smaller-scale hotels compared to, like, the Marriott or Galt House um, more boutique personality wise. Um, so those make a dent, but I, you know, Clio's there's still room for larger hotels to be built here. Uh, and, uh, he talked about the FFA convention and, um, you know, that, um, one of the, one of the reasons Louisville doesn't have any more is just simply the number of hotels. We don't have enough. Hmm. But we just put together a list of hotels going up around town. Um, so where does that stand? Yeah, I'll, I'll field that one, and I'm pinch-hitting here for Ellie Tolbert, who's usually on the show and is, you know, on the spot with uh, a lot of these uh, hotel details. But uh, uh, we put together, you know, as part of Michael's cover story, uh, I put together a list of four hotels to watch in 2023. I'll run through those. Uh, Dream Hotel, which is on Main Street, uh, that's a $100 million project, 169 rooms, uh, Hotel Genevieve, which is fun to say, even more fun to spell. Um, <laughs> that's on Market Street uh, near uh, Rabbit Hole Distillery. That's a $30 million project uh, at uh, 730 East Market. I mean, obviously, it's I think uh, Rabbit Hole's on like Jefferson, but it's it's kind of on, on the rear of that. Um, and then there's uh, Canopy by Hilton, which is a $60 million project that is also on Market Street, but it's a little closer to downtown. That's at uh, Second and Market, where the uh, uh, former, um, was it was a uh, pawn, pawn shop. shop. Yeah, yeah, it was like an action loan. That's what action it was. Action loan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, so, which sounds like a... It's like a, a bad move, bad. Yeah, movie. it does. It's like a, a Steven Van Seagal Van as a banker <laughs> <laughs> action loan. Or loan, like the loan cannon commercial. It's yeah, it's a, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with the name action loan, but it's there in, the, in that <laughs> building that's called Canopy by Hilton, or it's going to be replacing that building called Canopy by Hilton. And then Tempo by Hilton, which is the sequel to um, uh, Action Loan, I think. Uh, <laughs> that, is, uh, that is at 710 Jefferson Street. That's in near Liberty Green. Um, and that's about $115 million project. So, so there's movement. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, there like, is a bunch of I, I love when you use the word under-hoteled. Uh, I think that's a funny one, tourism. Is that people. a real word? No, that's a made-up thing <laughs> that uh, <laughs> tourism people say. But, uh, we are yeah. under-hoteled. I know what they mean by it, though. It means that they don't think we have enough hotels. Right. So. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> so, Michael, we've kind of been, you know, queuing you up to talk this whole time. All so right. you recently put together this big story about the new hotel district. So give us give us the cliff notes. What's going on? All right. Well, uh, back in December, the Metro Council passes uh, Greater Louisville uh, Lodging Management District. And basically, hotels with more than 51 rooms are taxing themselves, uh, are their guests. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they're adding a 1.5% um, tax to the bed tax. 
and it goes into this fund. There's a board created, and they will decide um, what this money is used for, and it's supposed to be for activities that are going to put heads in bids. Mm. Uh, and uh, one of the things, I talked to uh, Councilman Kevin Kramer, who um, he said, like, you know, with all these this tourism, all these conventions, because Louisville doesn't have a, a local sales tax, the uh, visitors aren't really contributing to some of the, the costs, like the uh, infrastructure, policing, mm. EMS, you know, uh, if w- someone at one of these conventions gets hurt, they know that the fire, the EMS is going to be there. They know that they could depend on it. But we as uh, residents are actually funding that. Mm. And so this is a way for um, it's not going to pay for that exactly. But this money would be used uh, for things like uh, enticements that would get conventions to Louisville. Right. Right. And Shay, I thought we were editing this story. I think you had a funny comment. You were just like, you thought it was kind of strange that so much tax dollars are being controlled by hotels, right? I mean, yeah. hotel GMs, I, I think it is strange. So Yeah, I guess, you know, it's, it's sort of a self-tax. So that's where the line's different than it yeah. being like a, a government uh, uh, levied tax, but it, you know, I know there. I think Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are early, early iterations of this. The money would have went straight to Louisville tourism. Yeah. That's not the case now, um, which you know that kind of opened up other questions. But uh, I think that in the, the, some of the things that they they wanted to do before would have required the state to get involved too, mm-hmm. and so this way it's kind of like cleaner and can be handled. Right, it gets level. messy when the state has but, to. But uh, I think four million dollars is what they're expecting to come out of this. Yeah, annually, I think. Yeah, yeah. So. it's just interesting that like there's this pile of money that people will be uh, to me that people from theoretically out of town will be putting into this you know, pot of four million dollars, let's say, and then the hotel GMs are like deciding how to spend it. <laughs> yeah. Um it's like tax dollars, but instead of the government deciding how they get spent, it's it's hotel GMs. Which is probably which better. is kinda weird, but probably better. <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly. and, and like Michael said, if any like anytime Frankfurt sees money in Louisville, uh they're gonna grab it. So it's probably a good idea if you can shield it somehow through through uh through this uh process. So we'll see how it we'll see how it works. We just you know, started down the process and see if they'll will you know will be used to help facilitate more conventions by supplementing tra- transit or safety or whatever. Well, uh, one of the things is, are like you know the Iron Man. Um, they wanted the city or the city wanted the Iron Man organizers to uh, help pay for the cost of security mm-hmm. and Armin said no we're not doing it and they left yeah we can go to another <laughs> so, city so where this they pool will pay of for money that. could yeah. be used for that it could be used for like transportation if somebody wanted to come here and they had people at different places and they needed help with transportation that's what this pool of money is but it has to be something that directly impacts the hotel yeah well, yeah, Michael, and I was going to ask you about Iron Man, but uh, basically, you know, like you said, 
Iron Man was they they're always shopping for where they can get the best yeah. deal. I tried to reach out because you were you went traveling. You and Laurel both have been kind of uh, traveling lately, so I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to Iron Man for this story and see if they would tell me about why they left. They they wouldn't do it. So, uh, but uh, the the uh, the talk out there among tourism officials is because they can get. In other cities, they can get uh, the city to pay for stuff like security, which Louisville wouldn't do. So I thought the Ohio River, River scared off the swimmers. Maybe uh, also, <laughs> I would think I would I would be afraid to swim in the Ohio River. And the <laughs> future farmers comes up a lot. I've like heard when that I one was too. Reporting yeah. this story, I think that the fact that it went to Indy and we're always comparing ourselves to Indy, mm-hmm. you know, it just hurt. And so <laughs> yeah. people were like, "We got to do something." That yeah. was a hotel thing too. Cleo, like, yeah, yeah, Cleo talks about that in the interview it's uh, just capacity yeah let's go ahead and hear from cleo now welcome cleo and we're glad to have you on the podcast thanks jay i'm i'm excited i'm excited to be here and it's always good to talk to our business publication here in louisville about our industry and the economic impact we have here in in louisville and I am most excited to not talk about recovery any longer. Right. I want to talk about growth, and I want to talk about growth in multiple channels that we have uh, in our shop. Um, Shay, I'm really excited uh, about our international strategy. Uh, when you think about talking about leisure visitation, it's an area that we wanted to jump into uh, in the 1920 fiscal year, but obviously we know what happened in 20. So our whole international strategy has been put off, but we know that we get 3, 3% of our 19 million visitors are international. And that has only been by the efforts of us partnering with the state for their international effort. Louisville itself, we have not had our own international strategy. Well, now we do. And we just we just kicked that off by hosting Travel South International back in November. And so we've got a full international strategy, and I'm very excited to see where that's going. Um, All indications are from most of the publications that I've read is that they expect meeting and conventions to outpace where they were in 2019 and 2023. So I want to make sure we are um, well positioned to do that as well. And can you talk about I mean, some of it just makes sense, right? If you're if you're going to Europe or you're coming from Europe to U.S., you're probably going to spend more time because um, to make it worth your while, not be jet lagged half the time. But uh, could you talk a little bit about like uh, you know why those why those visitors are extra valuable in terms of the the time and money they spend compared to someone you know someone from uh, the U.S. Yeah. Well, and, uh, there's there's two things, and, and you just said one. Well, they like they take longer for vacation than Americans do. So they're going to be in your, they're going to be in our country a lot longer, spend more time in our destinations. But, you know, the thing that we have to do um, when you think about marketing our destination, we have to continue to uncover new markets. Right now, our leisure focus tends to be 250 mile radius around Louisville. And that's where we do most of our marketing um, to to attract leisure visitors. As I say to folks, listen, we're not a beach, so no one's coming Saturday to Saturday, but they're definitely coming Thursday to Sunday. 
and how do we continue to and a lot of, and it, you would think it's a it's a lot of drive but there's a lot of folks that will jump on a plane in New York City on a Thursday evening afternoon and stay here until Sunday and so we want to continue to uh, dig deep in those markets that we've started, that we've been working in for years, but we've got to uncover new markets. Uh, you know, could you talk about uh, the kind of where we're at with hotels? And I think probably a lot of people don't maybe, you know, ha- haven't kind of dug into it. But, um, you know, I think for years, you know, Louisville kind of lacked some rooms and that obviously hinders uh, landing a big or keeping a big convention. So uh, talk about the the hotels coming online um, and then also where we're at. I mean, are we, is there still a, is there still a need for, for more, uh, for more properties and more rooms? Yeah. Well, I, I guess it all, you know, Shay, I guess it all depends on your perspective. I mean, I, I think some folks think we well, have enough hotels. I think if you're in the meeting and convention world that we're in, uh, Louisville's got a little over 21,000 hotel rooms. And I will tell you, our primary competitor these days in the Midwest, you know, Indianapolis has over 40,000 hotel rooms. Nashville has over 50,000 hotel rooms. Columbus, Ohio has about 33,000 hotel rooms. And so when you think about just competing and and you know and i know you know this because you've been immersed but the business of meetings conventions and events as cool as louisville might be you're like well heck i'd never go to columbus i'd come to louisville well that sounds great but meeting planners it's all about can you accommodate my meeting in the best way and so if you've got the national association of pencil makers with their 5,000 people coming to town. And in Louisville, you're going to need to be in 10 hotels. And in Columbus, you can do it in four hotels. Well, what decision would you make as a meeting planner? Uh, Well, thanks to Cleo Battle, President CEO of Louisville Tourism, for joining us on the Access Louisville Executive Interview. And we'll throw it back to the team. Speaking of Louisville tourism attractions, I have devised a fun quiz for oh, this week. No. Show. I love a good quiz. <laughs> um, and I didn't see this on the script. This uh, is fun. It's a stealthy thing. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell you about the quiz or you would look up the answer. So, ah. so all I put on the script is David has a fun quiz for everyone. Um, so when I, since we're talking tourism, anytime I travel, I, uh, I Google top things to do wherever I'm going. So I'm going to ask you guys what you think. The number one thing to do in Louisville is on TripAdvisor, uh, which is a, uh, you know, like kind of a, you know, it's a site. I think a lot of people put reviews of, of things around town. So if you use TripAdvisor once, they will bombard you with emails the they rest will. of your life. They will. Yes. yes. I went and to, I, yeah, I'm in this cult, but go on. No, I was <laughs> just saying I went to Chicago in August and I still get emails. Where are you eating in Chicago? <laughs> you do. Yeah. It's <laughs> like TripAdvisor. Hey, I, yeah. Let's finish up that Chicago plan. Right, and I'm like, yeah. I'm already back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, TripAdvisor. <laughs> yeah. TripAdvisor. like Action Loan. Get on it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Um, All right. So what do you think the number one top attraction is in Louisville on TripAdvisor? All right. I have a question. Is it great? So are we talking greater Louisville or just Louisville? Or do you know? Just says Louisville. Just says Louisville. So I'm going to say Louisville area. Uh, I'm going to go Cave Hill Cemetery. 
Ooh. Michael, what do you think? I would say like the urban bourbon trail. Would that count as one thing? I would. <laughs> maybe. Laurel, what do you think? Louisville Slugger Factory and Museum. Okay, Laurel was closest. Yes. <laughs> the number one attraction is the Louisville Mega Cavern. I don't. <gasps> maybe they just got really good SEO, like people type in things to do, and yeah. they managed to get up there. Wow. That's cool. It is. It is unique and something that not i don't know that anyone yeah, else has like a big cavern underneath the city that's man that's yeah that's man-made with attractions and yeah that's has and storage and it started yeah. out of storage right like a it's storage. still storage yeah yeah, yeah. still because it's massive yeah, yeah. Okay. they have i mean they do also advertise way up 65 like if you're coming from indy you see mega cavern signs everywhere yeah um and that's true goat milk stuff and the hammer yeah and there's a <laughs> and lot of <laughs> that's all we've got <laughs> between mammoth cave the Mega Cavern, Marengo Cave. What's the one? The other one in Indiana? Indiana Caverns. It's Indiana Caverns. There's Wyandotte. There's Squire Boone. I think <laughs> a lot of spelunkers <laughs> like this area, and and that's probably high on their radar. Uh, anyway, number two, Louisville Slugger Museum and yes. Factory. Wow. Number three, <laughs> Kentucky Derby Museum. Number four, Churchill Downs. Um, okay, <laughs> number five blows my mind. Conrad Caldwell House Museum. What? <laughs> I've never even heard of that, but yeah, it's number it's five. It's in St. James Court. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. It looks like it's in St. James Court. It's kind of got that architecture. Muhammad Ali Center. I'll do the top ten here. Uh, the Big Four Bridge. That's where I always take everyone who's yep. from right. out of town because mm-hmm. it's so cool up there. Uh, and it's free. Um, Stitzelweller Distillery. Also surprising. I mean, no no offense to Stitzelweller. It's just not the biggest distillery. Yeah. So. Uh, then Angel's Envy Distillery, then Evans, Evan Williams Bourbon Experience. So some bourbon, Michael, mm. not the uh, urban bourbon trail, yeah. but several if you, bourbon the Yeah, If you add all Michael's together, it might. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the next one's Copper and King's. So like that's oh, yeah, a whole bunch of distilleries. So. Uh, I'm falling for all that uh, publicity out of Louisville tourism about bourbonism. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you had me with uh, with uh, Free, and so that's why I went Cave Hill. I'm like, you know, uh, and, my, and obviously Ali and other famous graves of other famous people and people can go and i've like had like picnics there before really yeah you know what it's really confession pretty. i've never been there i've never been to cape hill cemetery i uh i got lost in there because oh, i wanted no. to take a walk and then i got lost and so then i never went back because i was like i'm never gonna find my way out of there <laughs> i've always like i used to live right near there um and i always i wasn't sure if anyone could just go in there or if like if some guy you can go in if you're alive Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if like someone would be like, who are you here to look at the grave of? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, no one? You know, <laughs> exactly. But uh, uh, one f- habit that I started, I started in COVID was I became a cemetery walker. Oh, mm. yeah. Near my house is, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a large cemetery not far from my house. And I it's very pretty and it is, safe yeah. to go walk in because there's not much car traffic. So. There's one in Germantown called St. Michael's, and Victor Mature is buried there. <laughs> and uh, I just I had a friend that lived nearby, and I was checking it out, and there was this big like monument, and I was like, Victor Mature. <laughs> My family, when I was growing up, 
would always go to cemeteries and maybe uh, I always just thought it was so boring. Like they would go like, look at like relatives graves and stuff. And maybe that's why I'm like, I, I don't go to cemeteries, but I guess I need to go to cave Hill. So <laughs> yes, yeah, um, it's pretty. So it's you can boost my, <laughs> yeah. And you can boost my trip advisor. Yes. <laughs> I'll put it on trip advisor. Yeah, all the Louisville historical figures, you know, about I, are there the Hill sisters who wrote happy birthday. And I'll put, uh, I'll do a review. This place was so dead. And it was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, that was too easy. Or you could say you're dying to get in there. <laughs> exactly. Oh. God, sorry. We can come up sorry. with bad cemetery. Uh, Two people without kids with horrible dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I made a grave mistake by coming oh. here. <laughs> okay, we'll stop. We'll stop. All right. Well, I think that's all. <laughs> <We> all <groaned. laughs> that's all the things we have for you uh, this week. Well, before we go, we'll uh, go around the room here and let people know where they can find us on uh, social media and send us cemetery dad jokes. Uh, <laughs> we would appreciate those. Uh, Laurel, I'll start with you on well, this. Well, I don't know if LinkedIn is the best platform for that, uh, <laughs> but feel free to send them to Laurel Deppin on LinkedIn or at Laurel on Twitter. All right, Michael, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn under my name and I'm on Twitter at Michael. Shay, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, under my name at LinkedIn and under my name at Twitter. And I will say I'll do a plug for a Twitter account that's called Dad Jokes, and you can get your full share of dad jokes via Twitter. I'm going to go ahead and plug Louisville Tourism's Twitter as well. That is at GoToLouisville. You can find me on social media on LinkedIn under my real name, David A. Mann, or on Twitter under my handle, dman 3001 if you like this podcast, you can check it out on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Laurel, Michael Shea. Thank you, Cleo Battle. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time.